0: Peter, Scotia, Oliver, Ryan, came to records, the more chords than before. Old oh Lord adored the pen stronger than the sword. Awards were scored for idea discord. I floored the keyboard, a clavichord, I'm on board. Ideas flying like concords. I've whored when people hoard the cord But know the deplored knowledge And all accord with sense Like Henry Ford Chairman of the board Blew my as Who stood at the door
1: This is Crescendo The
0: Crescendo Podcast Official disclaimer This podcast is not designed To offend, hurt, mentally damage Or in any way harm your well-being The ideas released in this podcast Are open to the world And welcome to interpretation My hope is that it allows you To further solidify What you believe Take a stance This episode is my journey project I think that realization and human betterment comes from drawing ideas and thoughts from a variety of different sources, and I want today to be about the journey. I want to draw from the closest around me and catalog their different life philosophies. I'm going to stay out of this episode and let them do the talking. The people speaking are Peter Hodge, a senior at Wellesley High School, Scotia Hilla, also a senior at Wellesley High, Oliver Freed, a sophomore at dover Sherburn High School, and Brian Lerner, a senior at dover Sherburn. A quick note before we get started, Scotia's recording is a little fuzzy, and the audio has a few issues, but the content was so good, we decided to keep it. Just imagine you're listening to a rustic analog recording from the 50s. I think all of them dished out some serious wisdom in this episode, and I can't wait to share it.
1: Enjoy. I think a lot of things make me happy. I consider myself to be a generally pretty happy person. I guess the most visible thing is music. Music plays a huge role in my life and it holds sort of an indescribable power that I think most other things in my life can't hold. Especially singing in choirs. There's this element of trust to it where when you sing, you're sharing not just an instrument or a musical talent, but you're also sharing a physical part of your body. And you have to trust that that physical part of your body will be accepted and fit in with everyone else's that part of you it's imperfect and so is everyone else's voice there's something magical about the process of taking all those unique physical vulnerable parts of you your voice putting them together and working together to create such an amazing sound i think that that's one of the biggest bringers of joy in my life another easy one to say is people especially being a part of so many amazing groups and programs the ones that come to mind are the youth group Boston conservatory the oregon bach festival I mean all my friends at school as well, my family. To me, people are the most complex and most interesting part of life. We as people have the ability to love and I think love is the main source of happiness in my life. We talk in youth group about appreciations and appreciating little things. I think that's another huge part for me of finding happiness, is finding happiness not in just these big, nameable things, but seeing all sorts of little things that you can really appreciate. Take the time out of your day to look at something that you may be doing every day or see someone that you may see every day or do something that you may be doing every day and find a little gem in it that you really appreciate. And you'd be surprised if you try and do that every day. What a difference it makes. There's a TED Talk check down below and there will be a link to this TED talk about positive psychology and the effect of happiness.
2: I think that humans find a lot of happiness in the small moments, just like a friend's smile or making somebody laugh when they're having a hard time. That makes your heart light up. It's like those little moments where even if it's something so small, even if it's just a minute, you know that you've changed somebody's life. Even just a hand extended in a tough time or a well-timed joke can make somebody's life just the tiniest, tiniest bit better. The thing that makes humans so special is that we feel that too when we make that happen in other people. We feel that little tiny bit better the satisfaction of having given someone a better time
3: A lot of people confuse happiness with pleasure and those two things are very different I think happiness is a way of life. It's a goal, but it's not an end destination So when I say what makes me happy I think what makes you really truly happy is serving others and really loving the most you can If you love other people you will be loved yourself and you'll you'll feel loved You can be joyful in any situation. Even if there's like misfortune and stuff, you can like be hurt and stuff, but you can still have that happiness, that deep-seated happiness. It's something that once you have, it's something you you definitely don't wanna let go of. I think a successful life is when you put more love out in the world than what you take away. I think at the end of your life, if you look back, everybody has regrets. I think it's important to be regretful because that'll help you change in the future. So it's not having no regrets. It's being able to say, I I loved the most I possibly could. And if you love the most you possibly could, then then you're going to be happy. I I think that's just like deep seated inside us humans that we have that desire to love and to be loved. If we love and if we are loved, we will be happy. I don't think it comes down to like doing your passion for your job or like, you know, going on all these vacations and stuff. I think it's loving and being loved.
4: I guess when I started first really voyaging on to sort of teenage years and adulthood and really started thinking, and I'm not just talking about seeing things And simply reacting to them, but really reflecting. I feel like that's a big thing when you're a child. You don't really reflect on the past in a way to live a more fulfilling present in any sort of fashion beyond, oh, can I get this candy bar or things that are very superficial, which satisfy short-term needs, but contain no long-term sustainability. Certainly, once I started getting to high school and starting to actually think more deeply about life, um, the more I've realized that what is most central to ourselves while thinking is, you know, a fundamental part of our existence, the strongest quote-unquote happiness, we want to call it, is truly from the experiences you have and feelings. Like, what's really given me happiness? I know your question was just what makes me happy, so I'll just say, you know, what makes me happy? Running, singing, dancing, meditating. I do that stuff almost every single day because like I was saying, it just gives me this good feeling. Certainly sustainable, certainly something that means a lot to me, and that I find very fulfilling and meaningful. For example, this winter, I've always been a person who's loved the outdoors, and my mood is gone with the seasons. So when it gets to winter, I usually would consistently be more sad than in the summer, spring, or fall, or whatever. This year, I really every day made a point to sing, meditate, dance, and run, and my mood not just was as good as it had been in the spring and preceding summer, but it was better even. There's just something really weird and funky about that that simply doing these things every day you know regardless of what else was going on was making me fundamentally happier um and that's why like i was saying it's not really much of a thought like i don't think you can think your way into happiness you simply have to do stuff and there's moments where i'm most sad i'll run my way out of the sadness rather than questioning my
1: way to the answers
4: i've noticed that often a lot of the best thoughts that i have come after i do something that gives me a good feeling
1: Without negative things in your life, the feeling of happiness is almost meaningless. Even things that do make you happy, you have to be careful about that because there are some things that you might enjoy or that make you feel good or comfortable. They may not be exactly fulfilling. And for me, when I talk about happiness, I really mean something that fulfills you, truly like brings you joy and energizes you. And so from that perspective, yes, I think that going through life, doing things based on what makes you happy, what fills you up, what fills your spirit and makes you wanna get out of bed in the morning and be in the world, that is a really good way to center your life around, But another important thing to remember is that other emotions, every other emotion is equally as important. I mean, happiness is a beautiful emotion, but so is sadness. So is anger, jealousy, humor. You have to leave a place for all these in your life. In my opinion, it's healthiest not to say if I'm not happy that I'm not okay," because I think that would be misleading and possibly quite detrimental. But I think, yes, in the long run, if you are basing your major life decisions and even just everyday choices on things that, you know, fill you up, fill your spirit fulfill you and help you have an effect on the rest of the world in a positive way, then yeah, I'd say go by happiness.
3: I think we're talking about two different things. I think you're talking about what I enjoy doing and I think that can bring you happiness. I think what you enjoy doing can bring you like a level of happiness, at least for me. If I find something that I love to do, but if I'm not doing it with other people and other people that that I love, neighbor to a neighbor, then I don't think I will find happiness in that thing. I love running, but a lot of my joy from running comes from my camaraderie with my friends Um, and then the team spirit and the whole community aspect. And I know that if it was just by myself, I wouldn't like it. I think it comes down to that. It's being with others.
2: One of the college essays that I wrote this year, it was a quote from Harry Potter, where Dumbledore says, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if only one remembers to turn on the light. And it asked what ideas or experiences bring you joy. The thing that I actually talked about was being in New Mexico and working with people that I had never met before and people whose experiences were so different from my own and being in a place that was so different from what I was familiar to, because one of the things that makes me the happiest is stretching my horizons and finding new experiences and new cultures. I talked about the pride of serving and feeling good about contributing to the world and leaving at the end of the day with sore muscles and with muddy shoes and muddy clothes, but knowing that I had done something that would last. We spent the entire day making adobe bricks, and I knew that those bricks would make a building that would house people. The knowledge that something that I had contributed to would continue helping people and continue giving back to that community, knowing that that would last no matter how long I last. That's what made me happy.
4: I think the big problem when people talk about happiness is you have all these books about it, and so it's like, why can't you be happy? You don't get happy by trying to be happy, because happiness is a how, not a what, a talent, not an object. You know, I'm doing those things not because it's gonna make me happy. I'm doing those things because they feel good. The big thing with happiness is there's this variability, right? If I love to do it, that's not a variable. Like, that's just something I love doing. It's almost like if your goal is happiness, then you do that thing, not for the thing itself, but for making you happy. I don't put a lot of emphasis for myself on any sort of trajectory or track, necessarily. Like, I really live in the moment. To give myself some sort of fixed trajectory is against my way of living. Or, like, for example, if I had had some fixed trajectory initially, I probably would never got to the position of really loving sing, meditating, dancing, and running. A few years ago, I didn't really care for those things as much.
1: I'm quite a procrastinator, but my version of procrastination is to do things that make me happy, so I have a, um, a 24-hour complimentary hug delivery service where I will drop whatever I'm doing and go give someone a hug. Hugging people makes me quite happy and also fills me up because I know that I'm helping that person in some way. In my opinion, is a lot more worthwhile than sitting down and doing homework. Even if I'm doing homework, I will definitely make time to do other things. Definitely don't think that because you should be happy and you should be filled all the time, that doesn't mean You shouldn't also be doing the things that you need to do just get through everyday life, like homework or paying taxes, whatever. I'm not, well, I actually am an adult, but (laughs) I'm not a functioning adult yet. Definitely interspersing the things that you dislike doing with happiness is sort of a good way to go about it. If the main thing you're doing is what makes you unhappy, your work or your school, your major, whatever it might be, then I think that might be time to reconsider. But if it's just little things, you can always go back to that thing that you're passionate about, that thing that fills you. And B, You can also find things in that thing that you don't like doing, like I talked about before. Find little things that you do appreciate.
3: I think if you do the things you don't like, but you're doing it to serve others, at least for me, it takes away a lot of the unappealingness of the work. Of course, it doesn't take it fully away, but if if I know I'm doing something and I'm helping others by doing it, even if if it's like a chore, I'll, I'll still enjoy doing it. If I'm productive by doing work, I'll feel good about myself. I wouldn't call that true happiness, but I'd call that like a level of happiness. You're getting things done. The distaste of the work aspect goes away more when you know that you're being productive. Because I think happiness is much more than feeling good about yourself. Yeah, I think it's about love.
4: That there, you can learn so much from sadness and from things that you could deem negative. I've personally definitely learned a lot from sadness. In times where I'm sad, it teaches me a lot about myself and I, I've really been able to take a lot from that. And I think that's also really what's a lot more important than really this idea of happiness because I just really think that making happiness any sort of priority or goal is just very superficial and artificial and really not looking at yourself. Learning and really seeing how you react or respond to things and how you're living, whatever it is you know happiness sadness there's always something very incredible that you can learn from that to take away what you can learn from that is easily much more valuable than let's say if you were happy all the time and weren't taking stuff away from it too much
2: I've talked about long-term happiness a little bit about how like even the bad things you can weather through them by thinking about the future and the opportunities that I'll give you. But I think that it's the little things that really make the difference, like the little things in every single day. I actually kept a New Year's resolution for the first time last year that was taking time out of every day right before I go to bed to peel a little piece of paper off a notebook next to my bed and write down one thing that happened to me that day that made me happy or that I wanted to remember or just something that I was grateful for. I tried to focus really on the small things like the sunshine or like this one particular song that had gotten me through the day. Any small thing that had really made a difference in my day. I found that it was harder than I expected, but that every single day I was capable of finding something that had made that day worth it. And I think that it's those small things that give us enough happiness that we're pretty content to make it through the day, knowing that bigger events that will make us happy are coming, like making it through the school week because you know that you're going to see your friends on Saturday or that you're going to spend all day recording. Or, you know, for people who, who love making music, knowing that they're getting through the school day because they can get home and play guitar until they go to sleep. I think that that happiness long term is really high on my list of priorities. But I know that in the day to day life, I'm capable of finding and inputting enough happiness into my life to make each day worth it.
1: A lot of people think about happiness and passion as sort of like a classic image of balance of like a seesaw or one of those old-fashioned weights that is balancing on a fulcrum in the middle and then there's two things on either side that have weight. But for me, what's been the most exciting thing to realize is that it's not so much just two things going back and forth, but more of multi-dimensional fusion of all sorts of different aspects of life. Throughout high school, I took what might be considered sort of an unconventional approach and prioritized what made me happy and what drove me spiritually and emotionally and prioritized other people. In fact, since sophomore year, on my phone, I have a notification that comes up at 6 a.m. every morning that says, be reverent. Be humble, be gracious. Think of what you have. People come first. Be kind, be open, appreciate. See people, listen, forgive. Show compassion unconditionally, love unconditionally. And that's just sort of a daily reminder to me to keep my priorities straight on a daily level. I think the biggest investment in the future you can make is by doing these daily things, getting in the habit of making yourself happy, figuring out what it is that you can do every day that fulfills you. I mean, granted, education is important, but one of the reasons is that it's important is because learning fulfills. To pursue education at a high level is to get to a place where every class you take, every assignment you do excites you. It's not so much that you go to school to eventually graduate and then have a good fulfilling life. It's more of this time in your youth is valuable time to practice what you want your later life to be.
4: And it's just something that feels so incredibly right about balance. I know for me personally, I, I've had arguments with like my dad about this. I personally am tending to soak in the moment. I certainly will work for stuff, but even at the same time, it's often things that I love doing the work for at the same time. And the work is happy moment in itself. I love just stopping and looking at birds and trees and will really go out of my way to appreciate the moment.
3: The answer to how do I take the surface level of happiness and really make them transformative of my own life is by incorporating other people into it. So like running, running with a team or working, working together being part of something bigger than yourself. For running you can't serve people but helping others too with whatever it is you're doing. You can become truly happy if you love being a doctor and then you be, you join Doctors Without Borders because I think there you are giving yourself fully for others and like surrendering yourself completely and also doing your own passion so that's a combination of taking what you love doing like a surface level of happiness of like i wouldn't call it pleasure because pleasure is a negative connotation but in the same way pleasure because something you enjoy doing but it's not truly fulfilling but combining that with the servitude aspect and you become truly fulfilled and i think happy if you combine those two things like that so for me running it's hard to combine the servitude aspect of that but definitely there's a camaraderie there and i aspire or in the future to join something like doctors without borders i don't think being a doctor is for me but there's engineers with that border something like that where i can combine my passions with the servitude and really give myself the most i can in the most helpful way i can
2: every opportunity that challenges us is an opportunity for growth. Personally, looking back on my life, I don't have any regrets, even the things that really sucked and the things that I really, really struggled with. I wouldn't wish any of them different because time is so set in stone that if one of the bad things wasn't there and it potentially affected one of the good things that happened in my life, that wouldn't be as good of a life. I think of every bad opportunity or every time that challenges me as just a precursor to some Something great that's gonna happen down the road even if it's a lesson that I learned from a tough experience or just the ability to weather through something that really sucks that is gonna prepare me for something even more difficult down the road personally my favorite season of the entire year is spring because I love all the new life the smell of the ground warming up after winter like you can smell the mud and the earthy tones and and all the flowers opening up and all of the new life not only is there great metaphorical possibilities for all of the things that happen in springtime but it's just such a wonderful time to be alive today it was 87 degrees out and just feeling the warmth of the sun on my back as I like went about and did my day you know it's just a promise of Of good things to come and people have said to me when I say that okay why don't you move somewhere where it's like spring all the time you know like you could go further south but I think that what gives spring its sweetness is winter and is weathering through all of the cold even though I do want to eventually live all over the world I think that New England's always going to have a special place in my heart because it's the changing of the seasons that makes each one so sweet. The good times wouldn't be so good if you didn't have the bad times to give it context. It's yin and yang, you need both.
1: I think when you, live, when you live in the moment and live spontaneously, you develop an empowering mindset that later in life will help you. And it will also help you achieve. A lot of the achievements that I've had over the years, the accolades in life, have come directly from me simply focusing on what I love and whom I love and pursuing passion spontaneously. If you're doing that, you're living in a way that you're always driven. If you live that way, the success sort of comes to you. And there, yes, there is hard work, but when you are doing what you love, it almost doesn't feel like work. At the end of my life, I think the different accolades and achievements that I may acquire will only serve as tangible symbols of memories that I've had. I measure how well I'm doing by the amount of love that I'm able to spread in the world. And the different accolades, they haven't necessarily come at times maybe when I'm the most invested like some of the times that I've felt like I'm accomplishing the most, like I'm that I'm having the most impact, have been it's the middle of the night in the car with someone, and we've been talking for hours, and we're both crying about just something amazing, something emotional or heartbreaking. It's sort of little moments like that that I think are the most meaningful to me. But if you carry that loving attitude, that attitude of being there for people and sticking up for yourself and being confident in yourself too, if you carry that throughout your whole life and you use it in other moments too, then you'll probably be recognized for that too. There aren't enough people that prioritize that as much as I think we all should yeah I think when I'm older it's going to be the the amount of love that I've brought into the world and that other people have felt inspired to carry out as well because of my actions but also just witnessing other people do amazing things it doesn't all have to be because of what I've done although that is satisfying when you look for little things to appreciate in everything then when someone does something huge you're able to see much more fully why you appreciate what they did so there will be moments like that where it just hits you like a train how amazing someone is the amount of love that I'll witness and the amount of love that I'll spread combined. That's what I would measure by.
2: Personally, I want to one day achieve happiness by making a difference in the world or just knowing that I've had some sort of positive impact or that my legacy is one of positive change. And I'd like to be able to do that on a grander scale, which is hence wanting to command respect, because I want to one day bring that sort of impact worldwide or nationwide. But right now I get happiness from doing the same thing on a smaller scale. Like I said, making a difference in my friends lives when I can or improving my community or communities I visit like Santa Fe. So that is enough happiness for me right now. And all those little moments of joy that I get just from being outside or from going to the beach or doing the things that I love, sitting and reading for a while or playing music, that's enough happiness to live a good life. And I think that I could be content with that. But I'm a dreamer. I want to keep expanding my horizons. So that's what keeps me pushing. And and I'd love to be able to do that right now and I think that I have the drive to but I want to be more qualified when I get there I think a lot of happiness and being happy is being able to find happiness because happiness is always there like I said it's in it's in the little things it's in the clouds in the sky and and that little piece of grass that's pushing its way through the sidewalk crack you know you can always look and find happiness in your life if you see and that's one of the things that I've been working towards is just finding it in my own life with my practice of writing it down every single day. And so I think that I'm at the end of my life and I have 85 jars full of all of the things that made me happy every day, then I will have lived a good life, even if I only made myself and the people who I love happy. As long as I spent every single day finding something to be happy about, then I will have lived a good life. It's like something that I learned in the Girl Scouts. You try to leave a place better than you found it. So if I'm leaving the world, I would like to know that I have made some sort of small difference to leave it better than I found
3: it. By focusing on the happiness of others, you're not forfeiting the happiness of yourself. I don't think focusing on your own happiness will exclude you from focusing on the happiness of other people. And I don't think focusing on the happiness of others will exclude you from being happy yourself. I want to die in peace. I want to pass from this life and not go out like screaming and wailing I've had a grandfather who went out who died and he was... I believe he was under attack by Satan when he was dying, but my godmother, who is much more of a religious woman and much more of a faithful woman and much more of a loving woman, she died and it was very peaceful and calm. I want to be able to die and not have big regrets in my life. I said that regrets are important because they help you change. I think everybody's gonna have regrets about what they should have done. I want to be able to die and know that I tried the best I could to love others. I don't think it's quantifiable. I think when you get there, you'll know. You'll know if you're happy or not. It's so important to be happy at the end of your life because I think there's a religious aspect because I believe there's something after. And and by being happy, you know that you helped
0: others the most. I don't know. Crescendo Podcast is written, recorded, produced, mixed, and published by me, Maywood. Every track you hear on this show is my original content, with the exception of the intro and outro track, which was written by Acids and Last Voyage and published on Distance Records. You hear it everywhere, but it actually does help when you subscribe on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much to cry to Form who designed the purple logo. Thanks to John Hargrave, father, blockchain enthusiast, talented chef, and slap bass player for your continued support and encouragement. And thanks to the staff and friends on Cream Dart for the feedback and good vibes. You just listened to half an hour of content that you hopefully enjoyed, and I'll keep the money talk short and sweet. My challenge for you today is this. I don't believe that you will donate some Bitcoin. My challenge for you is to be the person that stands up for independent content creators. Prove me wrong and donate a few dollars of Bitcoin to the address that can be found in my bio on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever else. Just copy and paste the address into the send part of your app. Best of luck.
1: Good night, Jim.
2: Good night, Jake.